This is Advanced Listening, the podcast that ate the last slice, the podcast responsible for the Hindenburg disaster, the podcast that was really Kaiser Soze the whole fucking time, with your hosts, Nooch and Morning, buddy. Hey, birdie. Hey, birdie girl. Hey, birdie girl. Ryan, I'm fucking pumped. Dude, I'm so excited. I've been excited all fucking week. Oh, by the way, don't get it twisted. We know what we're going to talk about next week. So we've known all week about the topic of today's festivities, and uh, we have been pretty fucking pumped. So do you want to inf of the greatness in which they will behold today? No, but I'll tell our wonderful viewing people that love us and, and listen to us. Don't kiss their ass. Don't kiss their ass. That's why we asked them for hate mail. Dude. You know what? Hey, this is this is that shit I'm talking about, Orion. This, well, all right, we'll do this after the podcast, but Lamb of God. What? Ooh. The Lamb of God? Ooh. What? Yes. And now, look. The Lamb of God. Who takes away the sins of shitty metal? Happy are thee who is called to their mosh pit. They they do their best uh, to eliminate the sins of, of of thine horrible metal. Now look, obviously we are a little biased towards metal uh, here at Advanced Listening, but I I genuinely believe that throughout this discussion, um, we'll talk about why. Like, this is kind of the reason we wanted to start this podcast. Uh, they do some of the most, that little shit, you know? Yeah, the little shit. Speaking the, of the little shit, um, you can uh, you can find us on Twitter, at PodAdvanced. If you type in Advanced Listening Pod into the search, you'll probably find us too. Um, also, we recently put together a Spotify playlist. Ooh. Of- Everything that we've discussed so far, uh, it's, you know, Deftones and fucking Static X and, you know, all the good and the bad. And the bad. And the bad. So uh, if, you're, if you're curious about some of the stuff we've been talking about, you can find it on the uh, uh, Spotify playlist. It's Advanced Listening Season 1 on Spotify. It's linked on the top of our fucking uh, uh, Twitter page. Um, if you want mail... It is advanced listening pod at Yahoo. You can send uh, Steve, you fucking asshole. You can send go all Steve. your goddamn hate. Fuck Steve, first of all. Fuck Steve three different times. Um, you can send us all your hate to our Yahoo uh, uh, email. Uh, you can send us your nudes as well. We do accept nudes. Um, you, yeah, that's that's the little things that the business that we needed to take care of now. Now. Now it is time for the Lamb of God. Yeah, um, and I guess what better place to start than their uh, than their first album, right? Or their first album right. as Lamb of God. 
And we don't got to get into that, but but yeah. We will get into we're gonna get into because uh, um, before they were Lamb of God in '94 when the band formed, they were Burn the Priest. Uh, they released an album as Burn the Priest, and then Abe Spire, the uh, the guitarist of Burn the Priest, got replaced with uh, Willie Adler, Chris Adler, the drummer's brother, and and then so you get Lamb of God. The fucking chemistry, the chemistry between Willie and Chris, the dude, it's it's like. It's fucking incredible. Like, I'm sorry, but that is a guitar player and a drummer. They're supposed to be playing together. And this and, and that first album, this 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 first album, uh, what is it? New American Gospel. Yeah. No, go ahead. New American Gospel comes out in 2000. It is it is a it is it is a really poorly produced album. The 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 this it's not a great sound quality, but the songs on there are intense. And you get a better feel for those songs. They make a live album uh, called Philadelphia uh, between uh, their second and third album. And it's it, it, you get a better sense of what those songs probably should have been. Songs like uh, Terror and Hubris in the House of Frank Pollard, um, The Subtle Art of Murder and Persuasion, Pariah. These, these, they're really good songs that, that, that suffer from the, the poor production value of that first album. But then you get to hear them on Kill It Up and you realize how intense and how fucking amazing those songs are. See, and you, you can't be too surprised for a band's first fucking studio album to not be the best. Now, in all honesty, I, up until recently, I didn't really listen to a lot of older Lamb of God. And my honest take on it would be if you were trying to dip your toes into Lamb of God, this is not where you want to start. You know what I mean? Not necessarily. Um, it, I I think that their later stuff is is a little bit more refined, but we'll get into that. Um, they're they're a band. They're a band that unlike, like like you take Corn for example. Obviously, Corn, their first album is their best. Absolutely. And then it it, it kind of goes down for a while. And their their last album was really good. Their new album I haven't heard, so I haven't formulated an opinion on it yet. But um, unlike them. Lamb of God is a band that has consistently built upon the momentum of the previous album, and, and they keep getting better and better. And their last four albums have been there, just immensely, immensely better. And they they're getting better every time. So I'm really excited about the new album. But when you get into New American Gospel, it's a band that's learning how to be themselves. They haven't figured it out yet. And then as you get into their second album, as the Palace Burns. They start to find their sound. The production value gets a lot better on that album, but they really do. They start to find their sound. You get songs like uh, like Vigil, yeah, or- which is just epic. It is a in it is a beautiful, angry, dark, melodic, epic tale of fucking goodness and that that's that album on me that's the first that's their oldest album that has one of my what i would consider you gotta hear uh lamb of god songs which for me is a devil in god's country i don't know a lot off of that album but that song to me is just that's fucking tasty goodness man that's some good old good old-fashioned fucking metal man yeah you also get uh um Blood Junkie on that album. And I think Blood Junkie is a good example of a 
where Lamb of God, Blood Junkie and Vigil are really good examples of where Lamb of God uh, progressed, I think, between uh, New American Gospel and As the Palace Burns. It, it, more than just in their production, but in the way that the songs are laid out and in, in how lyrically they uh, go about putting their song together. I think it, I think they're starting to learn how to be Lamb of God at this point. I think there's flashes of great, like a rookie quarterback. They're not necessarily great their rookie year, but you want flashes of that greatness, right? And there are flashes of greatness on uh, As the Palace Burns. You can tell that they're going to be something amazing. And, you know, Randy Blythe is a really good example of people that I have a lot of respect for because he writes most of the music for the band. The band, I mean, it's it's a collaborative thing, but Randy Blythe is a lyricist, right? And so these are his songs. These are not, this is not what I would ever consider fucking commercial metal and not just because it's not on the radio it's because of his point of view and the way he expresses it in my opinion this is art and and i'm not just saying it because i love metal or whatever i mean this is a dude that literally he's similar to maynard in the sense that he bears his soul in these tracks you know what i mean like and and he just, he just gets better at it as time goes because like any writer the more you do it the better you're gonna get at it right and so it's really really cool because you said earlier that they they use the momentum off the previous album and that is such a great way to word it because they just get better and better. Randy, here's the thing about Randy is is a lot of metal singers maybe have one or two different screams. There's there's something to uh, singing in that guttural voice that <clears throat> that I don't think people understand is that you have to still be in key. Just because you're, you're, you're growling or screaming does not mean that you could be off key. It sounds like shit when you're off key, Suicide Silence. <laughs> fucking asshole. Look at you, you hate me. Goddamn can- cannibal corpse, you motherfuckers. Anyway. No, no, no. Slayer's looking at it. They want some. Yeah, so does Napalm Death. Anyway, the 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 difference is is, is you, you have a you have a couple of uh, uh, metal singers. Most metal singers maybe have two screams. You have a handful of really really good metal singers that could do a third scream. Randy Randy is one of the very few who has about four or five different fucking pitches and tones in his in his in his screams and growls. He has a huge range that I don't think people understand that that metal singers have range. And And I think it's beyond that, dude. I think it's beyond the range. You can actually understand what the fuck he's saying most of the time. Don't get me wrong. He gets pretty gnarly in some songs where you can kind of get lost and maybe you want to look up the lyrics. But like my dad is always one to complain about the reason why he doesn't really like metal. He's like, you're screaming at me. I can't understand what they're saying. It's like, no, 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 no. You, if you even try to listen you can definitely pick up the message that's being conveyed from from this band specifically there's a um also something to the idea of training your ear to hear in those guttural screams true uh you know when i first really started getting into the 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 really heavier heavier metals uh Thank you, by the way, Brandon Small, the guy who wrote and created Metalocalypse and is responsible for the cartoon metal band Death Clock. Wait. Because I think that 
that cartoon and that band, Death Clock, really opened the door to some of the more heavier extreme metals, especially bands like Amon Amarth and Lamb of God for me. There is no Because way. it trained me how to hear, it trained me how to hear fucking lyrics in that guttural growl. There is no way you just brought up Death Clock. It's so fucking funny. Whenever I was prepping for the episode today, I was cleaning my apartment and just kind of listening to Spotify and jamming and stuff. I came across some Death Clock and I was like, we, we should do an episode on them. And then here you are talking about it. And I just think it's funny. That's like, I, I love, yeah, we're, so we're going to do a Death Clock episode, right? And we're definitely going to do a Death Clock just do like a Brandon Smalls episode, right? Right, because he's currently he's working on a on a uh, on a band that has nothing to do with Death Clock. He's doing his own thing. I would fuck. And uh, Brandon Small, there's a guy who doesn't get a lot of credit for probably bringing new new listeners into metal in an, an extreme way. Yeah. I think Metalocalypse opened the door for a lot of metal bands to get new fans. And I think we'll have a great conversation about that whenever we fucking we're we're gonna do that. Save it for the save it for the podcast, even though we're doing the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. So okay, back to Lamb of God. In between as the Palace Burns and their next album Ashes of the Wake, you get Philadelphia, which is their live album. Right. It comes out right before uh the release of Ashes of the Wake. It has a bunch of Ashes of the Wake on it. Um, but Philadelphia, if you want to go back and you want to fucking listen to that first Lamb of God album, I highly suggest you listen to the Philadelphia versions of those tracks because they're, they're, they're so much better sounding. There's a cleaner sound to them. Uh, but Philadelphia, as far as live albums go, not my favorite, but it did do wonders to, you know, it did do a lot to fucking make me appreciate that first album. That's all I wanted to say about their lives. Right. That, that it, it brings around, it's like you said earlier, whenever we were discussing, it's like you hear the songs now, they're a little bit more finer tuned because like we've said multiple times, this is a band that's like, if this was a fucking RPG, like they're progressing quickly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. leveling up very fast because the next thing that they do, and honestly, dude, bringing up this album makes my heart beat fast because this is where I learned what Lamb of God was. And I think this is a great fucking place uh, to learn who Lamb of God is. I think you worded it earlier when we were talking about it. You're talking, this is about the time this band figured out who they are, right? Yeah, this is right around Ashes of the Wake. They're, they are They have figured out how to be Lamb of God. They have found their sound. They found their rhythm. They found their um, their pace. You know what I mean? They are who they who we thought they, they would are, be. They are, yeah, you're right. They, they they're coming out of this cocoon, and I have to say, this is some of the uh, this is the album that turned Chris Adler into my favorite drummer. Um, the there is there is there the, 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 like the first track on this album, "Late to Rest," is is relentless yeah it is relentless it just it, it starts punching you in the face and never fucking stops and then they they the next track does the same exact thing like the way they come in on this album the way they approach this album uh hourglass i believe is a song you'd like yeah hourglass is the next hourglass that song talk about the little things in metal that make you go oh yes the there's a symbol it's a tiny little symbol. It looked like a like a fucking saucer plate symbol. You know what I mean? It's tiny. And there's an interlude in Hourglass where it's just and then everything pauses and they hit that symbol crash. It's that ting. 
makes me so fucking happy. It is the smallest little thing, but the silence, the split second of silence before and after with that. Oh, it makes me a happy. Another great example of just them being able to put shit together just that way like like this is the reason why i'm so happy to discuss this band is because even if you don't like uh, technically this kind of metal if you have an appreciation for music that's really well put together this is a fucking album you need to dip into because the third track is now you've got something to die for which if they ever put out a fucking quintessential uh uh you know got greatest hits greatest hits that'll be the first track you know. Yeah, now you've got something to die for. If, it, if you've ever seen a Lamb of God show, they played that song. That is, that is, you know, every band has those two or three songs and they play live every fucking time. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard Machine Head play old. I get it. It's an old song. It's off your oldest album. And, you know, you want like, to, I've heard that Slip, song about Slipknot about. is going to play Spit It Out if you're at a show. It's going to happen. Yeah. They're gonna, spit no, it out. no. Not only are they going to play Spit It Out, they're going to close the show with Surfacing. They will close the show. If you haven't heard Surfacing yet, the show is not over. Trust me. And then, okay, so back to Lamb of God. Um, I got to point out a couple more tracks real quick. This album is just, it's it's filled with bangers. Like it really is. You've got Omuerta. The Faded Line. The Faded Line and Omuerta, the next couple of tracks. Listen, the first five tracks on this album are relentless upon demonstratively relentless at the momentum builds on itself. And by the time you get to, you know, anybody who uses the law to appeal against his fellow man. It's time to throw down, dude. Or a coward. Any man who cannot defend himself without that law is both. For a wounded man shall say to his assailant, if I die, you are forgiven. But if I live, I will kill you. That is what? I yeah. got Goosey's just saying that shit. Umberto is is a it, it, that is a, a I'm gonna fucking murder all my enemies and I'm gonna play that song while I do it. And I, I like it because once again, I think Umberto is a really good example of Randy Blythe doing his amazing things that he does with his voice, but he's still you can understand what the man's saying. You know what I mean? Like, but but then you got a song uh, near the end of the album uh, called "Remorses for the Dead," and that is you. You've heard me mention many reasons that I love Chris Adler, and uh, the intro of that song is a great a great example of why I do. It's got this really slow, like kind of melodic guitar riff, and then um, Adler comes in with these fucking thirty second notes on his bass. Right, but it's still it's not it's not thrash. Yeah, he's just like dum 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 boom. It's it's you 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 described it to me once as the smoothest thirty second bass drum fill you've ever heard in your life. Ever. It is as smooth as fucking silk. It goes down like motherfucking Ben and Jerry's dark chocolate ice cream. And I I think that song that song is a. Uh, I think if if Chris Adler ever dies, God help us. If Chris Adler ever dies, that's the song they should play for his fucking. I don't know, man. I, I love he the dude. The dude is a good example of what what I say. I like about Joey is he's not just sitting there playing drums. Like he paints a fucking picture and he knows his tools. He's a master at his fucking craft. And this is the first album where I feel we really see that. 
he's also an incredibly heavy-handed drummer. There is a a thud to his drums when when he brings that stick down. You know what I mean? Right. He is one of the heaviest drummers in metal, without a doubt. Heavy, like I, the the thickness of his fucking drums and the way he fucking uses it. There's he's pounding on them fucking skins. Right. And and, it, and here's the thing, Lamb of God. When you get into the next album, which is where I come into the Lamb of God story. My first Lamb of God album was, was the next album, Sacrament. That's that's where I that was my entry into their into their catalog and, and, and I went back from there, obviously. Right. But Sacrament for me was where I walked through the Lamb of God door. And a big reason was these guys, there are bands that are anti religion. Right? Right. But I don't know of very many bands that are as as conflicted about their feelings towards religion as Lamb of God. Some of the songs that they sing are very much fuck religion. And some of them are very much like, I don't know, man, maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> they have a huge amount of confliction towards religious ideology. Well, and I think Sacrament is the album where you really start to see Lamb of God play with that confliction and i i think as far as them learning how to be intense like like not just writing good metal or randy blythe putting his soul out there on paper which by the way is my follow-up to what you said about the the kind of confliction is one of the things i like about uh from start to finish at any album is their lyrical content's incredible like he's they're 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 such good writers randy blythe knows how to write a fucking song and i think uh this album sacrament is really where we start to learn about intensity first of all you were talking about how you thought it was badass how they open ashes of the wake with laid to rest but then they open up sacrament with walk with me in hell again (laughs) there there are it's it's this confliction that they start playing with in sacrament and there's four songs specifically that stand out to me that really kind of um amplify this idea that you know we're not anti-religion we're angry at religion and conflicted over its ideology and it's it's walk with me in hell uh forgotten the lost angel or lost angels descending which is a truly Um, amazing descending is one of their i think one of their greatest and what's cool is descending is not one that a lot of people know like a lot of people know walk with me in hell and and a lot of these other uh what we would consider greatest hits i think descending is one of the one of the coolest deepest songs uh out there and my favorite my favorite my fucking favorite song off this album black in the cursed sun Jeez, dude, that that's a good example of I told you earlier, if you listen to an entire album of Lamb of God, especially around now, by now, I want you people need to know by now we're at Sacrament, right? So at this point in time, they are a fully developed band and they're giving us what they got and they're a fucking powerhouse. And it's not just slam your face against the wall metal. What you got to understand about Lamb of God is there is a lot of emotion in all these songs. And Black and the Cursed Sun is, is fucking emotional, dude. Like, yeah, it is. It is a it is a beautiful, ugly, horrible. Uh, uh, and the emotionality that he plays in there, it's not just that he's upset 
It's that he is he is truly in in, in in a in a place of pain over over the the thing that he's lamenting. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to condescend to presume to, to know what exactly that song is about because I think it's it's kind of different for everybody. But in my eyes, here's a guy who maybe maybe bought into to, to Catholicism or whatever religion, and and it is that moment. Of, of realization that holy shit people are full of fucking shit they're all goddamn full of shit and it's the anger over being lied to and misled I mean imagine yourself as a child coming up in any religion any religion I'm gonna take Catholicism because that's how I was brought up right and that point in time when you discover all the bullshit all the lies all the inconsistency all the hypocrisy easy it's not- easy let's stick to music it's not listen it's not the it's not faith it's religion there's a difference right and then the anger over being in that position right. to me because that's what i experienced with my with my experience with religion that's my experience with catholicism was getting to that point and feeling lied to and i th- and to me when i listen to black and the cursed sun it's that emotion that that kind of confliction of god damn it i wanted to be you know a good kid and i wanted to be faithful to to you know my god and and the people representing him failed me Mm. and i think it's really cool because the entire album is filled with like what you just talked about i mean that's a powerful fucking story you know what I mean? And even though it's open to interpretation because it's about how you feel and the things that you experience, the whole album will invoke emotion. It's not just mindless metal, you know? And I think a good, yeah. a, another good example of that on the album is Again We Rise, the second track on the album. Like, oh, it's yeah. almost the the polar opposite of what you described. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still metal, it's still Lamb of God, it's still aggressive, but it's more powerful, right? And like the very first, the very first thing that you hear is this weird, distorted tone of Randy Blatt screaming "rise," right? But it, it almost sounds like like a storm siren. It's ridiculous. Like he's just like "rise," and it's big and it's full and it's in this. It's emotional, man. It invokes feelings. Like you, I don't know, man. It's the whole. It is. Go ahead. The Lamb of God is definitely not background noise no i mean no it's music there's there's so much there's so much raw genuine emotion on display in a lot of the especially on sacrament and ashes of the wake where they really start you know ashes of the wake they find themselves sacrament they expand their ability to be themselves yeah sacrament to me is the album that they that they really start to play with the idea of what this band is and what it could be and really get into the the finite emotionality of, of all this anger and and, and and resentment and pain that they have inside them and trying to figure out a, a way to release that in, in, in a productive and, and healthy manner. You know, and again, look, the reason I feel that way isn't, I'm not against religion or faith in in a god it's that was my experience right you know what i mean so don't get it twisted but if you but if you do get it twisted and you want to yell at me 
I will have a theological conversation with you. You can email me at advancedlisteningpod at yahoo.com. We'd do a whole episode on it, man. I would I would do we, I would bring it. Like bring your if if our fucking dude, if we've been doing six episodes of this and we've gotten just a couple emails, right? And then and then we get into this conversation and then bam. It's like, all right, you you know what? Fuck fuck all of you, but we'll still do an episode on it. No, but you know what? Yeah, we'll we'll do the uh We'll do the emotionless in white episode, Ooh. and that'll just be us yelling at Catholicism, or at least me yelling at Catholicism. Goddamn Catholics! Yeah, we could. Yeah, listen, yeah. We'll I do, can we'll say some shit. I have a, I am thirteen years sober from Catholicism. I got my fucking twelve year chip and everything. Well, I, I send send the emails because as far as the music part goes you fucking dick throwing me off course what's what i think my bad what i think is great about sacrament though is it's really just a fucking taste of things to come like you were talking about how sacrament is uh is them like really really becoming themselves i feel like after i grab my last beer and roll this next blunt i think we're gonna discuss going from finding yourself to a full-blown flex yeah no the next album is a is is lamb of god flexing their fucking muscle for sure uh i i love the the i the the i the imagery excuse me i love the imagery that you start getting in sacrament as well sacrament is the first album cover where they obviously that album cover that's 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 catholic imagery right? oh yeah that is i'm, look, a, I'm looking at a, it right now it is it, it is something that as a a kid growing up in a catholic church i saw that shit all the damn time and it's why i bought that album as my first lamb of god album i saw that album cover and i'm like ooh, i think this is gonna talk some shit about catholicism and i picked it up <laughs> And I, I don't know. I think once again, I think that uh, all, all of that, everything that we've discussed so far with, uh, with Lamb of God is, is, is just a fucking taste. And wait, when it comes to their imagery, they've been like that the whole time. You know what I mean? Like when you go back and you look, you look at like their album covers and their album art and things like that, man. It's really, really cool shit. Like it's got meaning yep. behind it. You know what I mean? Everything that they do, they do intentionally. This is Advanced Listening. Here at Advanced Listening, promote the usage of cannabis for not only its medically proven ability to reduce cancer cells, but also it gets you high. Yay! Hey, man. Uh, yeah. So, 
Yeah, Lamb of God. I, I want to clarify. Wait, before we get back into Lamb of God, that is a cannabis cough, not a corona cough. Shut up. You have coronavirus. You're a fucking filthy animal. You know it. It's weed. I'm smoking weed. Oh, all right. Well, then, yeah, I have the same thing. It's 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 a chronic cough. From smoking weed? From smoking chronic. Hey, I want to remind everybody that we did create a uh, playlist that we put on Spotify. Uh, you can search Advanced Listening. It is a playlist, right? It's got shit. It's got like 18 hours of music on it right now. But it's it's basically everything that we've discussed, the good and the bad. It's even got like Reba McIntyre on there. It's got yeah. It's all got of our all of our what what we've been stuck on. All of our what you should be stuck on are on there. Yeah. And so, uh, check it out. It's on our Twitter. You can uh, find us on Twitter at it's at Advanced Pod, right? Right. And then, uh, but we're advanced listening. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there again because I really like that fucking playlist. I threw it on shuffle the other day, and I listened to it for like seven hours. It was <laughs> incredible. Here's the thing: that playlist is getting regularly curated. Uh, this afternoon we will be adding all the lamb of god that we've been talking about plus you know what you stuck on what you should be stuck on from today's episode will also go up on that playlist um we're gonna try and keep it at around 20 24 hours of music yeah uh so as as we add episodes new music will be added some things will be removed but it'll be it'll constantly kind of change and adjust itself so don't don't think it's static it's going yeah. to be a, a, a living playlist. Hey, I was going to use the word living. That's a very good way to describe it because it, it will be uh, changing and transforming, but you can find it uh, on Spotify at Advanced Listening Season 1. Um, it's so also back pinned to... at the top of our Twitter page, so go check out our Twitter page. Uh, you can uh, you can direct, uh, you can instant direct message us your nudes and, and your hate mail. And um, wait, Actually, you can send us all the hate mail you want if you send a nude first. That like opens yes, up. Yes, that is. Just talk shit, and we'll read all the of them. Price of entry. It, it, listen, if you send us your nudes, and then you follow it up with hate mail, we will read your hate mail live on air. Yeah, I'm down. And then we, we will respond have in kind with we have one, uh, uh, nudes and hate mail of our own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get to send hate mail back, you dicks. <laughs> okay, so the next album that we we're going to talk about is actually, is, this is my favorite Lamb of God album, right? This is my, it's almost, it basically for me, it's a cover to cover. This, okay. this fucking album is, is incredible. And I want to start off by talking about the first two tracks, which as a combo, as a one, two punch for me personally is some of the best shit they've ever got. Okay. So the passing is the intro to the album and it's a really cool instrumental kind of a slow, it's weird. It's a good instrumental. It's only like two minutes long. So you're not going to waste a lot of your life by listening to it right but it follows up with in your own words which every song that i want to describe on this album i want to say is my favorite song you know what i mean (laughs) so um but in your words is uh it's a good example of what i said earlier when these are like a, a fucking brutal metal band that has found this groove this funky fucking rhythm to where it's not just mindless metal it's something different and and they come out fucking swinging See the way you feel about Wrath, whereas like every just every song you want to describe as your favorite song is the way I feel 
about resolution the next album but wrath wrath has wrath has a song on it called broken hand Ooh. which is just <laughs> look the, the breakdown the breakdown the interlude and the breakdown right right as you enter into the bridge of that song is break your fucking neck headbanging material that is that is the kind of song that you're you, you're gonna hurt yourself you can give yourself whiplash and you're gonna need to put a fucking neck brace on afterwards because that song makes me fucking head bang motherfucker yeah. and and um <laughs> even um so the next two songs set to fail and contractor there are these things where like i actually used to skip those songs right because I, like set to fail. I think set to fail might be one of my favorite songs on that album but the, the, i didn't appreciate it at first they come in so hard dude they come <laughs> so hard and so heavy it was it was it wasn't for me right but now here i am years later and I, i've listened to that album so many times um, uh, set to fail has got one of the coolest courses. You know what I mean? It's it's thrash, 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 and then it falls into this fucking rhythm that is just it's worth it. The payoff is incredible, and then Contractor does the same exact thing. Like when it gets into that get rid of fucking Tate, like dude, dude, yeah, it's so good. Um. <laughs> the other song that I'd really like to mention before we get on to the last track of that album, which is clearly the greatest track on that album. Yeah, it's uh, my, yeah, yes. Grace, the song. There's a song on 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 Wrath called Grace. It is beautifully disturbing. <laughs> that's that's a good way to describe their the, their entire discography, man. But okay, but yeah. It is beautifully disturbing. It is melodic. It is dark. It, it 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 is dark in a weird way where there's like, you know, look over here. There's the light. You can go towards the light and escape the darkness, but the darkness won't let you. <laughs> that's that's a, that's actually, you know what? I want you guys to quote Orion on that after you listen to the song because I know that song and it's a really good way to describe it, dude. Good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, there's, well, let's do it. Let's get to it. Reclamation. Reclamation, dude. That's one of their. That's that. Like, if if I had to say, if you asked me, Orion, what's what are your what are your five favorite Lamb of God songs? Reclamation is in the top tree for me it's it's number one that is my favorite fucking lamb of god song ever and it's not it's not very often they do that one live either uh that one's kind of a gym that they pull out um that song by the way uh i i i, I consider that quintessential fucking must listen to lamb of god it's my favorite right so clearly i would but it is basically uh, the way it's written is basically humanity is a virus and and there okay so there is a line in there um he says whenever all the fish are caught when the the last no when all when the last tree is chopped and the last river poisoned only when the last fish is caught will you realize that money cannot be eaten wait you can't eat money what Dude, the fuck in that, the whole coronavirus thing i have been saving money because I thought, well, if we go hungry, at least we can eat the scratch. And now you're no. telling me no. that I can't eat money. 
No, money is simply uh, a currency in exchange for goods because we rely on others to do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going after the fact that I go to the grocery store, but that's kind of. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm so confused. You're telling me that these little green strips of paper, the only thing I can do with them is exchange them for either goods and or services. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Fuck. I've had this whole thing backwards. And I don't know. It's just, it's a really I've been exchanging thought. services for the fucking green strips of paper. And, you know, there's been a, a common theme that we've uh, talked about a lot since we've been talking about Lamb of God today, and it's relentless, right? Yeah. This song, Reclamation, is uh, one of the most relentless songs that I've ever heard. And it's not just the fact, once again, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking say this until I die. It's not mindless metal it's beautiful it's art this song is incredible is it is it like a form of what most uh uh people call death metal yes yes it is um but this song isn't death metal reclamation isn't death metal reclamation is a gothic painting depicting the epic struggle between our own greed and ambition and the idea of being stalwarts of the earth and it it is it is torn by itself i mean the 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 intro like the song itself doesn't know what it wants to be and it's it's its own duality it's torn between the two sides of itself the intro is this really slow beautiful build up the the bridge is this there's a lot of really yeah. really heavy parts and then you get this bridge and then you get this operatic uh, female voice singing what what sounds to be like religious hymnals in the background as Randy is is uh, growling, and it is beautiful. It is evil. It is haunting. Yeah, that's all. Once again, you're you're very good at describing these songs. Uh, if if, you, if I was to reclamation man that's that's the track and and like i said like you said it's a good uh it's a depiction of of uh mankind's comfort in where we are right now you know what i mean and why i don't know especially if any of you people are fucking doomsday preppers or something like that you might just want to stay away from this song because it's a little upsetting <laughs> it's, it, is a little, it can be a little upsetting and it can kind of give you the sense that jesus christ we as humans are we're, we're fucking assholes all right, so once again, <laughs> I like Let's to just blaze right over that. No, we are. No, I got it. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think right now. I was like, since we got reclamation, is there anything else I'm really wanting to say about this album other than the fact that it's cover to cover, filled with bangers, and it's and once again, it's this example of Randy Blythe. He fucking writes, dude. He knows how to write. That motherfucker is talented. Like. Oh yeah, you won't get any any argument out of me here, uh, um, but I am in quite an excited and and amped up mood to speak about this next album, Resolution. Because listen, if if Reclamation is one of my five favorite Lamb of God songs, right? Yeah. At least three, at least two or three uh, of the other five come from this album. This yeah. is my favorite Lamb of God album. And it, if you're asking me, this is the cover to cover album. This is the song where every single, this is the album where every single song is better and better 
and better. You get Desolation, Ghost Walking, my absolute favorite Lamb of God song all the, of all time, The Undertow, which I'm going to get into here in a minute. You get the number six, Invictus, Cheated, Terminally Unique to the End, King Me. Yeah, King Me. Fuck I, me. King yeah. Me is a goddamn monster of a track. And, and on that album is a live version of a song we already talked about called Vigil. That is the quintessential version of Vigil. It is bigger, stronger, and almost heavier than the uh, than the original fucking studio version. The live version of that song on the uh, 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 special edition version of Resolution, that is how that song is supposed to be felt. And then it, it just adds to my love for this album. And now I want to get into the song Undertow because goddamn... I fucking love this song. It's going to make me choke up a little bit. This song came to me at a time in my life when I really felt like I was drowning in myself. Like I was stuck and there was no way out. And I'm just trying to dig myself out of this fucking pit. And it's like the, the, the closer I get to the uh, to the top of this pit, the, the deeper into that motherfucker I would slip. And the song Undertow... He's, he's screaming about fighting the constant undertow, about the world seemingly pulling you down, and no matter how hard you fight and fucking claw against that fucking motherfucker, it's just, I fight the constant undertow! It just, it made me feel better about the situation that I was in, and it gave me a lot of fucking motivation to dig harder. And I think that's a really cool example of uh, metal invoking emotion that a lot of, if you don't listen to metal, a common misconception is that that music makes you angry. Well, the difference is the people that, that I would say use this music therapeutically are already angry. And it's the music that stops them from being these angry balls of of douchery because uh stuff like lamb of god like like you just said your your whole story there this shit is therapeutic uh the lyrics and and the depth and it'll either let you know whatever you need at the time like that you're not alone in your fucking struggle or that you gotta fucking fight you know or whatever it is that they the emotion being conveyed to you is the point is that it's therapeutic man it helps people and uh i the way that you just described you know like i feel about wrath cover to cover i'm listening or i'm looking at some of these songs that you just listed off and they're just incredible like if you were talking about the other three of your top five are on this album i gotta i gotta agree with you like ghost walking desolation uh king can i just say real quick before we skip past ghost walking ghost walking has one of the most punch-you-in-the-face fucking lines ever. 21 to 1, I'm liking the odds. Blood yeah. junkie with a lightning rod. That, that Every time I hear that line, I'm like, oh, 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 it's time to punch somebody in the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would make... Um, I, I completely agree with you, actually. I'm glad you brought that up because... um. Uh, I've even I've, I've tweeted that out randomly and nobody understands what it is and it, and, and it doesn't get a, a, a good reception ever but I don't give a fuck because uh, anytime I listen to that song like I'm pumped I'm not trying to say that I want to punch somebody in the face but I want to punch somebody in the face <laughs> I want to punch a 
Well, I want to punch <coughs> several people in the face. Steven, you fucking asshole. I'm definitely going to punch no. you in the face. Hey, 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 Fuck hey, that hey. guy. No. Hey, Fuck hey, hey. Goddamn pot smoker. You so, know who you are. You know who you are, motherfucker. At first, I thought you said goddamn pot smoker, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I, those were pot stickers. Oh, oh, I love pot stickers. So do I with the vinegar and the soy sauce. Oh, I for real, I just had some the other day from that little Chinese restaurant. I hate you. I love pot stickers. Yeah. How did we get onto Chinese food talking about the Lamb of God? Steve, and I'm trying to distract you. But, um, so fucking yeah, don't distract me from my hate p- towards Steven. That so motherfucker right there. Mm. And I know we're not going to talk about it. So just. You know that Steven is responsible for Chris Adler's accident, right? You know, we're, it's funny that you mentioned that because we're about to get into that. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Before we, before, well, let's, let's discuss Chris Adler's accident and his departure from the band and, and before we discuss Seven. Because I, 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 Seven, their last album, that's an amazing album too. It, it, it is not as, it is not as powerful to me emotionally as Resolution, but it is filled with shit that like ghost walking makes you want to headbutt people in the face or makes you feel better about not headbutting people in the face you know what i mean no 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 no. it makes me want to headbutt peons in the face repeatedly (laughs) i want to smash my face into your face steven watch out watch out for this guy walking down the street with his headphones on (laughs) likes to headbutt people guy all right uh but okay so chris adler is no longer with the band right and they are about to release a new album as far as we know right now um it's a self-titled album which i'm fine it's with it's a I'm self-titled not... album you the have new your drummers own... by the name by the way the new drummer is that guy named art cruz yeah i i actually did a little bit of research about art cruz right me and... too me yeah. we're so fucking prepared a little bit more prepared than before so um art cruz look I will say this. I I can't think of any any drummers I know personally that I would choose to fill the drums of Chris Adler, right? Or fill the shoes. Fill the shoes of Chris Adler. But with that being David said, Silvera of Corn plays about as heavy as him, but he's not as fast. Art Cruz is a bad motherfucker. I do not, however, right. I think both of the bands that I or Winds of Plague is a band that he Winds was in. Plague is better. When, I don't like to me that is if we were d- to do an episode strictly about what we think is bad fucking metal that would be one of the bands I brought up now not strictly because of any one element because Art Cruz is incredibly talented and he's the drummer in that band uh, right but when I listen to that band when I listen to that band doing my research this week uh, it, it was not to listen to the band I was just listening to the drums and I thought that he was better on Winds of Plague then he was on a prong 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 i think no it's k-l-o-g-r clog i'm not i'm not familiar with clog he's been in three bands prog or prong and win uh uh uh, winds of plague were probably the better known of the three but the other one clog was garbage well I listen to they have Sorry a Sorry if you're a huge Coral fan. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, no offense to any of the core fans. Like, I hope you guys still listen to us. We're Have- going to get an avalanche of hate mail from the nation. Because our entire fan base is all about Korg and, and Apparently everybody we know is into that band. They're bigger than Metallica. We yeah. just didn't know it. I know. I what kind of we uh, we don't know advanced listen this is more like remedial listening. <laughs> this is more like like the band you see that opens up for the local band that's opening up for the opening act. Fucking, fucking Beyonce can't get tickets to the latest corn show. <laughs> All right, but I listened to Layla Doesn't Beyonce have coronavirus. Probably. Probably. Wait, this that won't age well. Let's just leave. Let's leave the the <laughs> virus that's sweeping the world alone right now. Um, We're all gonna die. <laughs> instead, we can talk about the uh, the single that's on Spotify. It's Memento Mori, and I. I listened to it, and that's my okay. first taste of Lamb of God without Chris Adler, right? First impressions? I liked it. Fair enough. It's, he's he's really good. You can hear you can hear him try to fucking really really throw that bass in there, and he's pretty fast, but you can tell it's not Adler, and he's not trying to be Adler, uh, but he is respecting. Here's the thing: he's respecting the style. I feel that Adler brought to Lamb of God, which is th- the thing. It's not the reason why that band works so well, and the reason why it's always been these original members is because they have a really good chemistry, and what they all do works. So this corn drummer guy. Um, he, he he does the metal bass and he can do the little blast beats, which which is not something Lamb of God typically leans on, right? They Chris Adler did a lot of metal bass with like rock drums, like simple fucking crash four count head slamming beats, and this dude is is sticking with that with his own little unique style. And I look forward to what Lamb of God has got with this new drummer, and that makes me feel better because I was really apprehensive about it. All right. Well, I have a I have a thing where I try, like, I don't like to watch fucking trailers for movies because they, they give away too much in the movie. Yeah, I do I agree the same with thing with the right. like the single that gets released before the album comes out. I try really hard not to listen to them uh, because I want to get the entire album and I want to listen to it fucking one through, cover to cover, and allow the album to formulate the opinion as a because whenever I get the single first it paints my opinion of the rest of the album I, so I, I can, have not heard the new track I, I I'm I can respect that but in this scenario I would I would uh I would give a pass on it because it, it was really important to me to know if I was even gonna waste any time listening to this dude filling in the shoes of somebody that I consider uh one of the greatest of all time to ever do it so um it, it was it's personal, you know, it's personal, and I had to hear it, and I'm okay with it. I'm not mad at it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, before we get into Seven, yeah, the uh, the latest album from Lamb of God, not the new one, the last one, there needs to be a bit of setup, because there's a story behind that album that I think is incredibly important to the context of that album. I agree. I mean, not every song on that album is about what happened, but it is enough of a thing to where I feel like we wouldn't be able to do that album justice without discussing the backstory to it. It's right. a very, very tragic event 
Um, I, 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 I know, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'll, I'll lead in and I'll let you go because you're a little bit more informed on the, uh, on the deeper, the deeper part of it. So for those that don't know, Chris Adler was arrested and held in a facility in where is it? it was in a in Yugoslav? No, wait, the Ukraine. No, it was in the Czech Republic. Czech Republic, yeah, there it is. Um, for involuntary manslaughter, or no, for manslaughter, for held for manslaughter because a fan died at the show. Now, Chris Adler did have a hand, or not Chris Adler, I'm sorry, Randy Blythe, the singer, did have a hand in the event, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, late June or no, excuse me, it was 2010 is the concert, right? Uh, 2010 at a at a concert in Prague in the Czech Republic. By the way, Prague might be the most metal city in the world. They have a fucking church made out of fucking petrified bones. How goddamn metal is that, man? That's metal. How metal is that, man? Anyway, so at a concert in Prague, a, a 19-year-old kid kept trying to get on stage. And, uh, security was not doing a good job of keeping this kid on sta- off stage and he kept getting on stage um, somewhere towards the end of the concert he got on stage again at this point I have to uh, presume that Randy and the rema- and the other members of, of Lamb of God were quite annoyed by the fucking uh, fact that security kept allowing this kid to get on stage and that this kid kept getting on stage so what happens is Randy kicks the kid off stage. At that time, the security guard has the kid by the belt and pulls him back. So is a double, is a twofer. Right. The kid bounces his head off the fucking concrete ground in the guardrail. <laughs> they move him off to the side. Uh, he would die of uh, that head injury a couple hours later unbeknownst to the band the band finished their set and moved on to the next city in the tour here's where shit gets weird because the 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 czech government didn't arrest the security guard right they didn't contact lamb of god's management or lawyers what they did was wait till the next time lamb of god came to prague in late june of 2012 and they arrested Randy Blythe <laughs> and put him in a Czech prison. He was he was arrested for involuntary manslaughter. He was uh, yeah. charged with committing intentional bodily harm. Uh, uh, that was the charge that ended up being levied against him for the death of this kid. That again, he didn't know about. They went on to the next stage of the tour. The Czech government didn't fucking contact anybody to say, hey, there's a warrant out for your arrest in this country. They waited until they came back and they fucking arrested him. The thing that annoys me about this story is the the American State Department and their lack of reaction. Because this is what the State Department is supposed to be doing. Helping Americans who find themselves in precarious situations around the world. And they failed. I have zero, zero inclination to think that if this was Eminem or Beyonce, right. the State Department wouldn't have been all the fuck over that shit. Right, right. No, you're absolutely... But what ends up happening is other metal bands, other metal bands donated huge amounts of money, 
did massive fundraisers. The Deftones did a, a fucking free concert in front of the uh, uh, in front of a hospital in in a children's hospital in uh, Sacramento. Donated all the proceeds to helping Randy Blythe get out of jail in the goddamn Czech Republic. What the now, fuck? Now in 2013, he was later found not guilty. Just to be. To be clear about it, after all was said and done. No, 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 no. He was not found now guilty. He was found not culpable, which is, it, 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 the, again, it's not American law, so it's Czech law, and I'm not really sure what that means. But he wasn't found not guilty. He was found not being responsible. And so a lot of people assume... Non-culpability was the, yeah. the thing. The album that came out two years, it's two years after the incident, the album Seven that came out, a lot of fans were actually really expecting like a full-blown album about uh, uh, his experience in while he was in that prison, right? Now, he claims that there's only two songs on the album, but I slightly, I kind of disagree. I think that there's a few more than two on the album. Well, well you're talking about a guy who is, like you said, it, very very good lyricist and very capable of uh, 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 putting his emotions in to a metaphor that makes you uh, uh, capable of like imprinting your own emotional bullshit onto right and, and he when you when you say that there's only really two songs on that album about his time in prison I, I can agree with you but to say that the rest of the album wasn't completely shaded by that event is <laughs> obnoxious. Right, exactly. You absolutely have to acknowledge the fact that the dude puts his uh, his thoughts and feelings and his emotions into his his lyrics. And he, his thoughts and feelings and emotions are definitely affected uh, by that. And I'm going to let you talk about one of them. But the first one that I want to talk about that he'll claim is definitely involved with his experience is called Still Echoes. And there's a line in there. I'm not, I, I know I'm not going to quote it exactly but it's one of the opening lines in the song and he talks about how the axe down the hall has taken the heads of thousands of men and it was like in the room next door or some shit like that is is yeah, it's it's the some, executioner's axe yeah and we'll see what what ended up what it's as the prison that he was in was actually like old as fuck like it, it was around before world war ii and it was occupied by nazis in world war ii and apparently you'll you'll like this story the um the guillotine or guillotine or however you want to pronounce guillotine. it um that the nazis used they actually tried to get rid of it by throwing it in the river but it it didn't work so they drug it back up and they kept it in the prison in the room next to him and he was just thinking about all the you know he's like how fucking old is this place and like you could look and there was like there was literally like windows busted out and just old stone walls he's like the place has probably never been renovated so the prison he was in was like literally kind of the shit out of nightmares and he frequently got to see the axe and they they called it the axe room as he walked past it he got to see this room where throughout history people had been slaughtered because it was cheaper than spending bullets yeah that's what the song still echoes is about that prison it's not necessarily about his time in it it's about his thoughts and his experience while walking through that building so still echoes which is the opening track on this album is kind of his interpretation of of what he saw while he was there the the other song on that album that is uh very very explicitly about his his experience in check is uh 512 um, this is this is a hard song. That's I, I, 
I don't want it. I have been in combat, heavy combat, and there are lyrics in this song that I have a really, really hard time with. Um, and I don't want to tell you guys why. I yeah. love you guys. I'm not getting into it. Right, we, um, don't get, we don't get into that. But I will give you the lyrics that fuck with my brain. Uh, yeah. I can't recognize myself. I think I'm someone else. My hands are painted red. And he, regardless of, of the legalese that was, you know, espouted, he in some way feels responsible for the death of this kid and it has fundamentally altered his view of himself which is why I say that you can tell me that there's only two songs on this album that's about this shit but if you tell me the entirety of this album isn't shaded by that event I'm gonna tell you you're a fucking liar right because an event being involved in something like that can't not fundamentally alter who you are I don't give a damn what badass horse shit you try and fucking tell me about how tough you are fuck you there is no way unless you are a goddamn sociopath there is no way to go through that kind of experience and not come out fundamentally altered being in prison puts you in an elevated emotional state in much the same way I imagine being in combat does because your life is in danger constantly. Yeah. So to to say that that doesn't fundamentally alter your thought process and the way you see shit, you are a fucking liar. There's songs now like uh, uh, Footprints, you know, and engage the fear machine they may not be explicitly about his experiences but they definitely touch the emotion of having that constant elevated emotional state in your brain at all times i see that's actually how i feel about um it's not the last two tracks but it's near the end it's uh torches and wine and piss like both of those songs is a beautiful song yeah i I think that i I don't know i think that these songs like it's it's i think you described it you took the words out of my mouth there's no way i can say it better is when you said uh you know the rest of the album is definitely affected you know so um i don't know uh this is this has been an incredible rundown of these albums and i look forward to the full release of of the next album um my my final thought on this whole thing is you you said it best in the beginning that this is a band that feeds off of the momentum that they create in the previous album they don't do anything but get better my heart is broken that my favorite drummer is no longer a part of of the band because of an accident that he had um and his his arm doesn't work properly anymore but the guy that's stepping in his shoes i'm 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 cool with it i'm not mad at it so i want to hear it um I, I love this band. The older stuff I feel is for more. I feel I personally feel that the older Lamb of God is for more advanced metal listeners, where their later stuff has it's it's just kind of cleaner and clearer. And I don't mean anything against garage grunge metal, but uh, you know, an album like Wrath for me, cover to cover, is clean, beautiful metal. And I think you should listen to Lamb of God. That's well, their lyrics lyrically, they're a band that is improved with every album. Um, emotionally they're a band that has gotten better at conveying that emotion with every album 
the the later shit or the earlier shit is just it's a bit it's a bit dirtier and grimier and grungier you know what i mean and and like i said with new american gospel the production value is a little low but that's because this band is not a commercial band that got a bunch of fucking you know studio backing or uh, a label backing they had to put that shit together on their own they had to they had to to survive build on the momentum of themselves and uh, i really do hope you guys go and fucking you know give this band a listen and maybe dig into some of the tracks that we we discussed that are really just emotionally beautiful haunting dark angry violent <laughs> yeah goodness it's, it's it poetry. Is sweet tasty goodness it's poetry it's good this has been advanced listening So, I had a thought the other day that I, I, I was trying to figure out if uh, if Alice Cooper is, yeah. is a shock is he a shock rock guy? Yeah. Or is it is it performance art? And I think I think that the idea that I kind of came to was that I think shock rock that term is a term used to label weirdos that people don't get. You know what I mean? You're yeah. laughing at us because you think we're all fucking weird and different. Well, you realize that we're laughing at you because you're all beige swaths of human, right? You know, as soon as you even started that conversation, like my Rolodex of bands just lit up in all these different spots. And just all these uh all these different see for me personally, I yeah, for me shock rock and uh performance art technically I guess it's one and the same. It just it, it kind of matters on how douchey the artist is, I guess. It it does. Because I have this thing where I kind of want to label Kiss shock rock because I feel like they're a bunch of douchebags as opposed to calling them a, a performance artists. You know, it's weird. I like I like some Kiss songs, but I kind of wish like I kind of wish that I I never saw their faces or knew anything about their whole their whole thing, you know. I wish I I wish it was just the music, you know what I mean? I, because I, I kind of think they look like a bunch of douchebags. And I know, oh, uh, you know, somebody that listens to classic rock is gonna be like, you like Slipknot and ICP. Now look, ICP does look like a couple douchebags. We'll get into that in a minute. I just I don't like Kiss. I'm not a big fan of Kiss. I like a few of their songs, but I kind of fucking hate Kiss. I, I've never really been a big Kiss fan. Gene Simmons pisses me off. Um, I, I think I think they're the metallic of their age. They're way too into themselves, and like like needs five therapists. It's one of the uh, really good examples of I like the music. I like a lot of the music. I just don't like the people. I don't like the band. Right? Does that is that? Right. I mean. I don't know. Um, no, but there's so many other people that like. Um, so it's pronounced Deanthwood, right? If we're gonna be dicks about it, but we are no, in it's, America. It's it's pronounced Deanthwood. Don't call him Die Antword. 
You're but wrong. It, it's, well, I get it. You're wrong, but phonetically, it would be dying wood, right? Like, no, it's it's dentwood. Listen, you cock smokers. They are from South Africa. That is how they call their name of their band. It is their band. You will pronounce their name correctly. It's funny. I'm sure you've heard that track. Uh, so one of the um, it can the band consists of uh, three people, and this is, in my opinion, this is performance art. At DJ DJ High Tech now just goes by God, by the way. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Fucking yeah. awesome. He just goes by God now. On their last, I want to say two or three albums, he's no longer DJ High Tech. He's just God. Um, and you then, know, Word, can I say Word is a band that, that I think started out being mostly a pair of performance artists that were trying to figure out how to put that art into a musical form and has become an incredible incredibly good musical performing uh, uh, piece you know what I mean like I think they started out trying to figure out a way to get all this weird shit in their head out in in some sort of median and it became a really really good band um I I agree and they have lots and lots and lots of content for any of you. If any of you are curious, if if you if you've made it this far and you give a shit about what we're talking about, it's D I E A N T W O O R D. If you have a Spotify account by now, hopefully you fucking do. Um, you you should find this, and then also, of course, it'll be on our our playlist. Go, don't go w- listen to them on Spotify. They're they're a band that requires the visual element. Go check Agreed. Them out on YouTube. I agree. Go watch You're right. their fucking music videos. They are incredibly weird. It is so delicious. I mean, they're weird, but not in the way like Manson is weird. Manson is a weirdo. And 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 by by all definitions, the purest definition of fucking performance artist. But Agreed. they're a different kind of weird. Dantward is from Manson. Manson Manson is the reason why I wanted to have this conversation. Manson and Alice Cooper. Marilyn Manson, his music is good. Don't get me wrong. I like a lot of Marilyn Manson. He is an unbelievably good performance artist. He, if you've ever been to a Manson show, his his dark interpretation, like he came out on Jabberwocky stilts and was looming around the stage in in what can only be described as like otherworldly evil. It was beautiful. You know, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have seen him live too, and he did this thing. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of a '90s kid, so in the early 2000s, out came this DVD called Guns, Gods, and Government, and um, I'm sure you have it or have seen it, Orion. But it's a uh, it's like a compilation of different concerts, but it's to this one certain live concert track, and it's just it's just incredible. You would you have to see it. Um, but whenever I got to see him live personally, he did this thing where he does. I think this song is Antichrist Superstar, um, but he's like, God, that's a good song. And it's so good, and he's doing this thing where he's like hanging out of this like this tower type thing it's almost like a like a guard tower or something and like his torso is just like swinging around <laughs> it looks like he's almost gonna fall out of it but he's like headbanging and singing and it's just it was visually an incredible moment i'm a big i'm a marilyn manson guy i think we we could easily do an entire episode on that man 
Um, oh hell yes. Um, the next, the next band that I want to bring up uh, is definitely performance art, and and he's an example of of where the performance art is probably better than the music. The music isn't all that amazing. I mean, it's good, but it's not all that amazing. But Rob Zombie's live performances are some next level shit. There are <laughs> robots and aliens and go-go dancers and cages. There is a lot going on at a Rob Zombie show. Okay, I love some I love a lot of Rob Zombie's music. Is there is there a point in his career where a couple of his his albums were incredibly pop driven and it was a little hard to listen to? Yes. Dude, it, there was he went through a phase, okay. But earlier zombie, and I think some of his more recent stuff, um, it's been incredible. Like I love Rob Zombie, and yeah, his stage show is unlike any other. If you've never seen, it, I don't give a shit if you like this kind of music or not. You gotta see a Rob Zombie show live. That stuff is amazing. John Five. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie is one of the few bands where, again, like I like Rob Zombie. And there's a lot of songs that he does that I that I like, but he's a guy who um, it doesn't matter if you don't like metal, you will have fun at a Rob yeah. Zombie concert because there is so much going on. It's yeah. unreal how much is going on. Yeah, there's yeah, like man. inflatable, there's like inflatable giants and Frankenstein's and like chariots of doom with dragon heads and fire and smoke. And you know what? My favorite thing, and this is once again, it's one of the simplest things. My favorite thing, and you can count on this no matter what at a Rob Zombie show, is it the dust that seems to fly off of him when he headbangs. Right? He looks it's like weird. he just it's crawled like he out is, of a sand dune. Like they did. They literally pulled him out of a coffin just minutes before he walked on stage. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like swinging the dust off of his head. And it's it's incredible. It's a it's a wonderful <laughs> it's a wonderful stage show. I love me some zombie. So, Who else were you gonna bring up? The last band that I want to bring up um, is a band that I don't think people really even consider in this category. But as somebody who's seen this band live knows that they are definitely performance artists. Ramstein. These guys talk about fire and pyrotechnics. These guys take the goddamn cake, son. They have they they this they have fucking flamethrower guitars, right? They do a song called "In Angle," which is German for angel, and the the lead singer Till Till Schweiger or Till comes out in gigantic robot android angel wings. He's outstanding. <laughs> He's fucking outstanding. They have so much fire. There's so much fire. You will you will get singed in the first two rows kind of shit. It's like the exact opposite of fucking uh, uh, SeaWorld and shit. First five rows may get wet. The first five rows at a Ramstein concert, your ass is going to lose your eyebrows. Sorry. They have a, they it's have a, just going to be the way it is. They have a song called Firefight, in fact. <laughs> yes, it's one yeah, of my I've favorite seen them play that song live. You might as well just set the goddamn stadium on fire. <laughs> they do Listen, like, <laughs> like the problem with Ramstein is is their stage show has gotten so immensely massive. There's only a handful of venues in the U.S. and in Europe they can actually play in. I, I well, shit you not. Like it's, it's hard to find Ramstein concerts, not because they don't want to go do tours. 
there's just not very many places they can go and get away with this massive burn the fucking house down goddamn show they put on. They're like, all right, look, Ramstein, you can come here, but you guys got to go easy with the fire. And they're like, no, we can't go no, easy, we don't with, go the easy with the fire. Like, there's an amphitheater in the Bay Area, uh, Shoreline Amphitheater, right? It's an open air amphitheater, but there's a, a little half a dome over the stage. They can't play that goddamn giant ass amphitheater. They'll melt they it. They will burn it to the goddamn ground. Yeah. All right, well, you can't have a conversation about. Uh, performance art or or whatever whatever however you want to call it shock rock which i guess this would definitely be shock rock guar oh guar you gotta talk about damn what a great pull what bravo sir i haven't even thought about them what a great pull yeah you gotta talk about guar man and and look here's the thing i've i've never been fortunate enough to experience a, a guar show but i went through a phase where i was completely obsessed with, with this madness that is guar right and um i learned about this thing that they do where it's a part of the show only only whenever they get a full production right because their full production has to be a big fucking stage but they're always crazy no matter what even when they do small scale shit they're still crazy but when they have their full full big huge set they have a section of their show where they feed their slaves to the machine yes i was just gonna talk about that oh there's a movie called empire records right one of the characters in the movie is a huge gore fan sitting there eating brownies the special kind and this was back in the 90s when you know you couldn't just go to the fucking dispensary and get brownies right somebody made fucking weed brownies he didn't know they were weed brownies stuffing them in his face he's watching a gore bunch of gore music videos right and then sees himself with the band and Osmodius, rest in peace, is like, wow, you're a pretty good guitar player. It's a shame we have to eat you. <laughs> Fucking love that shit, man. Guar is really cool. And um, for those that don't know, that's definitely shock rock slash performance art at its finest. These dudes dress like giant demons and there's blood and there's there's. There's, no, no, they're not from Earth, man. They, like, if they're not from the planet that we all call Earth, that we live on, that all humanity seems to be from, nope, they're from some sort of alternate dimension. Well, um, yeah, so I don't know. That's a pretty damn good, it's a pretty damn good breakdown. Who else, man? Um, we got Alice Cooper. Um, I think at this well, point, I think, I think Kanye West's performance art. You know what? If it, it, here's here's somebody outside the the, the rock medium that I want to talk about, Lady Gaga. I'm not a particularly fond of her music, but right. to say that that woman isn't a immensely talented performance artist, that she doesn't know how to get a rise out of people, that she doesn't know how in the way in the in the vein of like Jimmy Page, where he's just like, nah, let all the rumors about me fucking continue and persist because it just builds up my fucking. She is a wonderful performance artist. Not a fan of her fucking music, but respect where respect is due. That lady is talented. Yeah, she is basically the pop world's Marilyn Manson. You know what I and mean? She like she act. is she is the the major pop's version of of a Marilyn Manson type thing. And I, I I'm not a big fan of a lot of her music, but I definitely see what she's going for. And you know, like I respect the game. You know what I mean. Her and uh, her and she was in American Horror Story, 
and her performance in American Horror Story Hotel, she can fucking act. That girl's got chops, yo. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely give credit to all of these people because I think they've all, they've all thought outside of the box. They've all brought like something different and something unique to the table. It's all, it's all like, and and that's something I have. Once again, I love. That's something. That's what it's all about, man. It's not about coming in and fucking filing out the same shit that we've heard on the radio for the last fucking ten, fifteen years. It's about being different and unique and every name that we dropped today i think is super unique and and outside of the box i want to quote i want to quote a song by deant word to in this segment um it's a song called alien by deant word and uh says i am an alien no matter how hard i try i don't fit in and if if that doesn't aptly describe the, the the musicians and artists that we talked about in this segment, I don't know. Because the, the weirder you are, man, it seems like the less you fit in and the more they try and construct a narrative around you. And I think the great, the greatest performance artists, your Mansons, your Lady Gagas, your fucking uh, DeAntwords, they embrace their weirdness in a way that I don't think a lot of people do. And I think that can really advance your listening. Concert story. I got a concert story. I got a concert story. Hey, 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 hey. Gonna tell my concert story. Can't stop me. Can't stop me. Gonna tell my concert hey, story. Hey, hey. You know, I, I have been the one for the last couple weeks telling concert stories. So, <coughs> I got a concert story. I kind of figured. I definitely have one. So, with the new Lamb of God album coming out and us discussing <laughs> Lamb of God today, I went and checked out. Uh, I didn't listen to any of it, but I, I, I just checked out the like track listings and they do a feature uh, with the lead singer of Testament, a guy named Chuck Billy. Testament, old school thrash metal band from the Bay Area, right? Um, so one of my all-time favorite bands, if not my absolute all-time favorite bands, is a group called Machine Head from Oakland, California. And they did a, a show in San Francisco where they no opening act no fucking middle act just machine head for three and a half glorious hours best best scenario that's amazing and there's so much so much good shit happened at that that concert that i could fucking tell you but the the chuck billy feature on the new lamb of god album got me thinking because while i was at that show i went outside to smoke and because you can smoke weed in that venue, but you can't smoke cigarettes. And I'm a filthy cigarette smoker. So I went outside to put cancer in my lungs. And I'm standing there surrounded by a bunch of Bay Area metal fans at a Bay Area metal show. And Chuck Billy 
just walking by on the street. Not like going to the show, not like fucking walking to the venue. Just happened to be walking by the show, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm like, holy fucking shit. And I asked him, I said, hey, are you you? He goes, yeah, I'm me. And I'm like, fuck, I love Testament. Dark Roots of the Earth is the shit. That's my album, yo. Sat there, smoked my cigarette, and bullshitted with Chuck Billy for about seven minutes, right? That's cool. Nobody else fucking noticed. This is a goddamn Bay Area thrash metal legend walking by. Nobody's fucking, nobody gave a shit, you goddamn assholes. Whole time I sat there and talked to him, I was like, dude, how come you don't get mugged? And he goes, I don't know, man. I don't get mugged. And I'm like, that's that's ridiculous, man. You're Chuck motherfucking Billy. And you're you're walking by a goddamn Bay Area thrash metal show full of Bay Area thrash metal fans. And not every single one of them is like coming up to you and be like, holy shit, it's Chuck Billy. <laughs> he is, he was really, really fucking cool. He let me hit his pipe. He had some dang 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 pipe. That's awesome. And he was really cool, man. And and I, I, that was that's my concert story. I got to meet Chuck Billy, and nobody else did because everybody else was too pretentious to fucking look up from their goddamn phones to see that goddamn Chuck Billy was walking by. Motherfuckers, get off your phone. Well, you, hey, no, no, stay on their phones because you know you will win. Stay on your phones. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah, nothing. Pay no to attention see to the world nothing, that's happening around you. I'll nothing talk to, see to here. Chuck Billy. Yeah, yeah, nothing to see here. Move along. Move um, along. So, <laughs> well, since we're doing concert stories, this is uh, clearly our, our last little <coughs> little segment of the day. So, what are you stuck on right now? What am I stuck on? Okay, there's a band called King Eight One Zero. I call them King Eight Ten. I'm pretty sure it's just King Eight One Zero. Either way, these guys might be the angriest motherfuckers in music. Sorry, Hate Breed. These guys might be angrier. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Hatebreed might have something to say about that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Hatebreed's like, they're hatebreed, dude. Okay. Like, their existence right. is well, angry. If you, if, you think, if you think that these guys aren't angry, then you I'm going to dig listen. in. You need to listen to the song Fat Around the Heart. It okay. Amazingly angry. Um, okay. There's another song. It's off a new EP that they just dropped called Dragging Knives. I have been stuck on this song. This song is heavy as fuck. And this band, okay. listen, this band is, it, it falls into the category of a fucking weirdo band because they do shit like noir jazz in the same album as a song about, you know, wanting to, you know, murder motherfuckers. We're going to kill everybody. They have a song called Kill Em All on, or, or Kill all right on the same album is a song called (laughs) wolves will run together this song is jazz it is it is beautiful big epic jazz right and then there's another song called me and maxine and the only way to describe me and maxine is it's noir it is noir music it is really fucking interesting how eclectic this band can get but those are my four. What are you stuck on? You know, I, I know it's it's honestly it's because it's been in the name of research, but I'm stuck on Lamb of God right now. So there's nothing I can say too much about what I'm stuck on uh, specifically, other than like go listen to Wrath. I'm gonna go listen to Wrath again. 
like it's uh, we've discussed it for almost an hour but it's a perfect example of how metal can be more than just metal i think it's uh elaborate storytelling uh and it's incredible i think the the whole album is fucking incredible um so i'm that's i'm stuck on it so i'm gonna be listening to and see i'm different i don't know if a lot of people are like me but like i will binge one or two albums or one artist like back to back to back to back to back to back to back like i will listen to just primus for six months you know what i mean right yeah no i get it i, I do the same thing man i I get stuck on a band and it's, 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 it can all be this, it can, yeah. And right now, right now, because of our podcast, you've got me, you know, we've been doing a lot of research and we've been like dipping into bands, even bands that I think I know, I'm learning more about it, which is really cool. And, um, but all right, what if out of all this right now, if you could, you could tell our listeners to go pick a couple tracks like of anything, what would it be? What are you going to tell them to go and listen to right now? Okay, so it's a, a band from Texas called Upon a Burning Body. U U uh, U uh, P O N Upon a Burning Body, right? Just a couple of tracks from them that I because they've got a couple albums. They're really good. They just put out a new album called Southern Hospitality. Um, but just a couple of tracks that I fucking adore from this band. My favorite song they do is a song called Bring the Rain. It is powerful it's big it's it builds on itself it's a very epic song i call it a roller coaster song because there's no there's no the best part of it you don't get the best parts unless you get the highs and the lows you know what i mean so you really need to uh, uh let that song build on itself another one is a, a, a another roller coaster song that they do is a song called city hall is another really big epic build song where you get a lot of highs and lows and in variations in tempo um and then they do this this song called Texas Blood Money, which is very punk metal. You know what I mean? It's it's that grindcore metal. It, 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 I like these guys. They're uh, again, it's upon a burning body. Um, I think if you if you listen to Bring the Rain and you don't think that they're good, then you know, fuck me. I don't care what you think. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Um... What do you, what do you think? What do you think these morons should get stuck on? Give, give the, give the unwashed mashes something to try and improve their state in life. You know, one of these they days, die of corona. One of these days, you will realize that these people are our friends, Orion. They're our friends, and and I'm gonna tell our friends to go and listen to. Uh, they got me thinking about it. Is Deanthwood? Um, yes, Danford, um, if you basically if you just type in D I E and then A N T, it'll show up. Diant, just do that and you'll find it. Go to YouTube, like Orion pointed out, it's very visual. You definitely want to see the music video that accompanies uh, that accompanies the song. You definitely want to see it. Um, I, I, you, 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 you will probably hate it, but hopefully it'll be one of those train wrecks that you just can't fucking look away from. It is, uh, in my opinion, musical performance art at its finest. It's this, uh, this couple and then their DJ uh, from South Africa. We mentioned them earlier, and uh, they're incredible. It's like techno kind of hip hop, and it's really neat because their songs <laughs> will range from complete ridiculousness just nonsense to some of them actually are kind of like really deep and stuff like that and this guy ninja who's kind of at the helm of everything the dude acts like he is 
a gutter rat, which he kind of is, but he's incredibly intelligent and he speaks like five fucking languages. And um, it's fun to dive into. Um, you'll either hate it or you'll hate it and then grow to love it. Either way, you should go and listen to it. Whatever, uh, give me a couple of tracks that you oh, okay okay yeah 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 there's one called thank you Fiki and when I say it sounds like you're saying thank thank you freaky it's f i n k u and then it's I think you freaky no yeah, Fiki yeah thank you Fiki and uh, once again it's a visual thing it, don't get me wrong the song itself is good but if you want the full effect you want to go to YouTube right and and watch the whole thing or another one is called Fatty Boom Boom. Um, that that's that's really really good. Those are actually my two favorite music videos. I know they have other ones, but then you know this this group did that. Uh, what's can that I, movie? What's that can movie? I throw a song out there that they do. If you want to go find a really weird music video, they do a song called Fook Yulinaris. F O K J U L I E N A A I E R S. Fook Yulinaris. Okay. That is a it is a really good song. It is a nuts music video. Their their music videos are incredibly creative and super weird. It's like a train wreck that you don't want to look away from. And, um, and there's something and it, about Yolandi Vassar where she's she's not weird. hot, but, but she is incredibly attractive. It's weird, right? Like it, it's yeah. it, it, she's well, not hot, but goddamn, is she alluring? I don't know, man. It's an interesting band to look into, and even if you're you're not a big fan of uh, the first song that you hear, you should click on another one because they're they're weird, man. And they got a good range on them. So that's uh, yeah, that's who I think people should go look into because I think it would be fun. Is it going to be your new favorite artist? Probably not, but you'll definitely have something to talk about at the water cooler the next day. Yeah, and the variety of the way they they do their music is it's guaranteed you'll probably find. It. Uh, you know, two or three songs that you really like. Yeah, dude. And, it's, and, and because they do do a lot of different styles of music. It's not, You're definitely not going to run to your friends and be like, oh, check out this Coldplay band. Like, you're not going to do that. But you, you'll you find some that you'll add to your fucking, your playlist for sure. Yeah, add it to your playlist. Go check out our playlist. at they have Listening Season 1 on Spotify. You can find it at our Twitter. Um, and and if you really really want to advance your listening, you should definitely go fuck yourself. 